Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's the Bennett Skid Show 105.3 The Fan. We're live at Pluckers and Grapevine. You're going to have a chance to win $1,000 cash just by listening, so stay tuned. You never know when that's going to happen. Stop by and see us at Pluckers and Grapevine. We'd love to meet you. KT, you just posted a picture of somebody who came by to say hi. Yeah, our buddy Clendon came by. We got a pic with him. If you go check it out on Twitter, and if you guys want to come up and get a picture during one of the commercial breaks, we'll... We'll take one, and hopefully you'll tag it on social media as well, as well as follow all of our show on all our social media channels, as well as the Ben and Skin Show YouTube channel as well, which a guy tweeted last night. I enjoyed the What's in My Mouth video. Oh, so, yes. Oh, yes. Nice. I forgot about that. I'd like to rewatch that. Yes, thank you for watching that. Thank you for your loyal support. We greatly appreciate it. Now, this is a brand-new segment we've never done, and it's called Ben and Skin's Headline Buffet. Mm. And these are the biggest headlines in sports. We're just going to rapid fire, but here's how it works, gentlemen. As you step up to the story, put as much on your plate as you'd like. Okay. In other words, if if the first thing (laughs) that I bring up, if all you want to do is cover your plate in that, then load up, man. Fill up that spoon, and we can talk about that the whole time. Or if I bring up something, you're like, ah, it's kind of like a garnish. Yeah. Uh, then uh, we can just move on to the next item of the buffet. Every every topic's not for everybody, all right? So can I keep going back to the same dish? Yeah, if you'd like to go back, you absolutely can go back for seconds. Yeah, if you want some wings. I like whenever there's a, just a big old pile of shrimp at a buffet and you just keep going back for the shrimp. You put the cocktail sauce there. It's pretty good. Just keep going back and loading yeah, up. Yeah. Guys, let's start nice with the, piece uh, of fish. the first story I want to do here is an NFL story, the first stop at the buffet. Uh, former Texas A&M Aggie and, and Brown, the current Cleveland Brown, Miles Garrett, says a fan punched him in the face. <laughs> this is one of the dumbest things you can ever do. So he was driving when all of a sudden a, a quote-unquote fan flagged him down to take a picture, and then he gave him, quote, a pillow tap in the face. Uh, Garrett uh, tweeted out, a fan hopped out of his car to take a picture with me and then punched me in my face. Uh, he said, put your legs into it. If you had put your legs into it, you might have actually made me flinch. Thumbs up. So do we have a motive on this? Craziness, man. That's a really weird thing. I mean, is this a hardcore, like, Bengal fan? Or I, I don't know. Do the do the Browns even have some rival? They haven't been good in two centuries. Uh, I have no idea. Is this a Longhorn? I, I, I actually, I heard, and I don't know, man. I just people on the ground in Cleveland. I heard it was the same guy that punched Tanner Shepherds that one night. Well, they uh, they did. Sports true. They did find the guy. <laughs> so, remember that? So the Cleveland police, yes. I remember He's identified as Richard Perez, 24-year-old, out of uh, Strongsville, Ohio. Maybe he's representing Strongsville. <laughs> uh, he's a year older than Garrett. Garrett's probably got size, muscle, and reach on him, plus the idea of uh, surprise. He had the surprise attack. Uh, Garrett told police he was on his cell phone at just about 3 p.m. when a man, later identified as Perez, pulled up next to the vehicle and asked for a picture. So Garrett said the man got out of his car and approached his down driver's side window, and took a photo of him. Wow. After that, the man then punched Garrett in the face with a closed fist. The man then got back in his car and fled the scene. 
Garrett told police he was not injured. <laughs> Send two pictures from your cell phone. Uh, they did find him, uh, Perez, via his license plate number. And uh, it's this is if you guys have ever seen, um, if you've ever seen Miles Garrett with his shirt off, have you guys ever seen those pictures? Oh yeah, um, I, used to, I used to work out with him. Well, that is one of the worst things you could ever do. Bad plan. I mean that that is the wrong guy to surprise attack punch in the face. <laughs> I mean that is flirting with death. It's Maybe. seriously the surprise punching should just stop in general. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a lot of videos of it going on at my daughter's high school. I mean, mm-hmm. kids just jump each other all the time, apparently, and post it on all their social media platforms. Uh, by the way, guys, next stop in the buffet, unless you guys would like a little more of that. Would you like a little more of that? Um, yeah, let me uh, – so what, what more can you tell me about Perez, Ben? Uh, he is from Strongsville, Ohio, Skin. <laughs> All right, this actually tastes the same as what I had earlier. Let's move on. <laughs> You're uh, at a buffet. You might as yeah, well try yeah, it. Yeah, I should try some other stuff. Uh, for it. Guys, uh, shockingly, Errol Spence Jr. Uh, survived the five-time end-over-end flipping of his uh, white Ferrari the other night, captured on security cameras, and somehow he got out of it only with broken teeth. He was not wearing a seatbelt, and he flew from the vehicle. However, there will be or has been a DWI charge. Yeah, that's, uh, I believe J.D. Miles is the first guy that I saw report that that, that was coming. So did, did we ever have a, a full list of injuries on that? Because the idea that he just had to get some new teeth seemed really far-fetched to me. Uh, still, the report was no broken bones. Once again, the updated report was no broken bones. I mean, how is a fighter supposed to beat that guy if he can get launched from a fireball and thrown, but you're just not even going to break a bone? It's that seems amazing. outrageous to He's me. He's ripped. Uh, you know, it's it, it was not surprising, honestly, just to see the DWI charge given the time of night. You know, right. I mean, that's a dangerous thing to say, but it's 3 a.m. Like, yeah, if you're so driving I saw that, that I was like, ass. yeah, one of the first things you think of was, was he drunk? You know, right. Um, man, you hate to see that. And man, Errol was on such a climb. I don't know how this will affect his career. Uh, if it's just broken teeth, uh, I would assume he's still, you know, Soreness. I assume he's at home, right? He's not still in the hospital, right? I haven't seen him released or any of that. It is weird how it, how quiet it's been kept. All of that, but that is very uh, that's very boxing, I guess. <laughs> you get your you gotta get your your team, your entourage there. Keep things quiet. Guys, do you like any more of that story, or I'd move on to, to the next side of the buffet? I'd like to move over to some type of like a mac and cheese based. Yeah, I got I got something similar to that. This is from our friends over at Central CentralTrack.com. Pete Friedman. Yeah, the great Pete Friedman. I saw this. Idiots. This is the headline. Idiots shut down Woodall Rogers to do donuts. I love That's donuts. That's the headline. <laughs> Think well, about yeah, that. I mean, this was during the daytime, right? Yeah, Saturday, the middle of rush hour. How do uh, we identify these guys as idiots already? Dallas, we get to know them better. Dallas drift racers conspired to block traffic on Woodall Rogers and do tricks beneath Clyde Warren Park. Now, they also put this all over social media. So over at centraltrack.com, you can actually watch these idiots doing this. And this is the uh, tunnel directly under Clyde Warren Park, right? Woodall Rogers. We've seen this happen with motorcycles before where I know I have. Have you guys seen this where a bunch of motorcycles get in a row Mm -hmm. and they block it so cars can't pass them. And then they slow down on a highway all the way to like, you know, five miles an hour. They create a bunch of open roads so they can go do tricks. Well, this is cars. So they have to conspire to be at the same place at the same time. They go very slow, and they clog traffic. And so they back up traffic, and then underneath the tunnel of Woodall Rogers, underneath Clyde Warren Park, it was wide open. And so what you had was kids, I'm assuming, 
doing donuts in their cars. And this, I, you see this on social media every once in a while. Skin, have you seen this? I, I saw the headline. I haven't watched the thing. There's the video. And, uh, and basically, you've got a brand-new Mustang doing donuts wildly, and kids are all over the place. They're right next to it. They're standing next to it, filming it, and, I, and the donuts are happening around them, so they're the donut hole. This is one of the most dangerous things you could possibly do because when you're doing a Tokyo Drift donut, you don't have a lot of control of your vehicle. So your vehicle could easily run over a human who's standing right there for it. All right. While it is stupidity at the highest form, I got to say this is pretty lit, bro. For them to be able to time. <laughs> Same. Think about the entrance Same. of Woodall Rogers. On Saturday. That is a very limited space to kind of really <laughs> yeah. synchronize four, four cars across to pull this off. This is really some expert-level planning that they that they pulled off so i mean while it's very dumb lit af bro look at that and that's that is going uh westbound yeah right so that's coming off of 75 coming off of 75 like that that's only two lanes well the, the rumors i got were that it was uh pissed off iowa state cyclones fans who were trying to stop texas ou people from getting back up to oklahoma and back down to uh to uh Austin. Dude. You, know, I'm, you know, watching that video is nuts. It's also the most selfish thing I've ever seen. Yeah. And we are now in uh, Fast and the Furious culture. I've just never met a uh, selfless teenager. <laughs> so, uh, it just, it's just really it's the most on-brand thing going. If they're I looking for friends, just, uh, I'd like to apply. I would have started keying all their cars. Uh, I don't think you would, Kevin. Nah, probably uh, not. Hey, uh, <laughs> would you guys like to move on to the next item of yes. the sports buffet? Do you have any more of those videos? Uh, Patrick Day. <laughs> this is sad. A oh. boxer. Died of brain injuries four days after a fight. 27 years old. He was knocked down a couple times in the fight. And I was watching that going, man, there's been so many restrictions on the NFL with concussions. and But they still don't make these changes in boxing. And they don't make these changes more so in the octagon. And is it just kind of one of those things that's understood that, hey, we're going to try to clean up football. But these other sports it, it live in a world way out here on the, on the edges. And... Uh, Athlete safety is just not even a possibility. It's an it's an impossible sport. To, I mean, you either don't do the sport anymore, or the people going in willingly say, "Hey, I'm going to get my brains bashed in." It's, bo- the, it's the nature of the sport. Is boxing like football, where we're talking about guys getting bigger, stronger, maybe they're punching faster? Like we talked about football, like, uh, hey, these guys are bigger and faster. It's harder. Like Drew Pearson last night. Uh, I'm going to mention the Cowboy Happy Hour game, but Drew Pearson talked about playing six preseason games back in the day. And he was like, well, honestly, we needed to play because we weren't getting hurt all the time. And I was like, really? I was like, we, we can't have guys getting hurt in preseason games. He was like, yeah, but they don't play in preseason games, and they don't tackle in training camp. That's why people are getting hurt. I was like, well, it's not like guys are faster. I think it's a thing where people are punching faster than they ever have. I think you could get two guys that are my age that are built like me, and if they just hit each other in the head long enough, there's going to be head injuries. Yeah. I mean, your, your, your brain is not designed – to be rattled around in your skull like that over and over. And it's, it's, it's how you win. Yeah. You win the match by shaking the guy's brain enough to where he drops. Ooh. That's what the sport is about. I don't know what you do differently besides not have the sport. Like, guys, what, what do you do with – hey, only body blows, guys. Right. What do you do? Right. You Would knock you, uh, a guy out by rattling his brain inside his yeah. head. Yeah, then, Kevin. Then those guys have to go get real jobs. 
Do you guys, uh, would you like something else in the buffet? Yes. No, uh, do you have more for, like, on the yeah. ice cream portion? Uh, you know, where you yeah. can put like, gummy bear and sprinkles on it? Yeah, guys, sweets. Uh, Jalen Ramsey is, quote, <laughs> overjoyed uh, to be on the Rams. Now he has escaped Jacksonville. He is supposed to play this Sunday. All of the things that ailed him that caused him to sit out are, are no longer an issue. This is the one interesting angle, I think, and we kind of mentioned this. With regard to the contract extension, the GM there for the Rams said, there's no timeline on that, on getting a contract extension worked out. Then he immediately came out and wanted to kind of correct that. He said, whoa, 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 um, you know what? I don't want to give too many details on that. <laughs> now, is this that he doesn't want to draw Jalen Ramsey offsides by talking about his contract? Is this because they worked it out in advance and you're really not allowed to do that, but they wouldn't have acquired him if they couldn't work it out in advance? Uh, and then don't forget, Deion Sanders has the take that he does not believe this is long-term because of state income taxes, and so they're going to have to make all that up to Jalen, what he's going to lose going from Florida to California, or he's going to be upset and angry. I'm just wondering, is this a hypersensitive player, and they're already being super careful with how they put his name in their mouth? Yeah, that, that's an interesting way to put it. Um, <laughs> they, do have to, uh, they do have to be careful, though, in terms of the restrictions and rules when it comes to dealing with it. I mean, they can't sign him right now, right? Yeah, I don't think so. Well, maybe, yeah, I think they can. You can sign to it. Yeah, you can. They can? Yeah. Why okay. couldn't you? Um, I guess he's going. Well, he's it's going like in. the NBA where you're like. He's going, like a, he's going into his fifth year, right? Yeah, next year will be his fifth year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Um, they could sign him. Shippy, can you check the system real quick? Uh, oh, whoa. Are you putting the, the system on Because trial? in the, if, you, if you search Taylor Lewan, because uh -huh. Ramsey was on that podcast, and I know I pulled the audio of it, where he said that he wants to play for the Titans or he wants to play for the Raiders. He grew up in Tennessee, and the Raiders will eventually be in Las Vegas where there's no state income tax in both of those places. He said that. There's no state income tax in Nevada? I thought it was just Florida and Texas. I, don't, I was told there's not, but I, I, man, let's I, check it on, online. I could be wrong uh, there, Kevin. Shippy, if you don't have that, it's I found fine. Josh Luan. Nah, we're probably not going to find it. Yeah, I'm oh, sorry. Yeah, to be For, middays. Former Ranger Search Jalen yeah. Ramsey real quick. Okay. State, state income tax in Nevada. According to the internet, oh, seven percent state income tax. Yeah, yeah, I think Florida and Texas are the only states that don't nope, have. Nope, 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 nope. Looking it up again. Here we go. State nine states with no income tax: Alaska, Florida, Nevada. Oh, New Hampshire. Is Tennessee on there? South Dakota, Tennessee. Oh, Texas. there you go. Tennessee's on there too. One Washington, more story Wyoming. for you guys in the buffet: three hundred and ten birds have crashed into the NASCAR Hall of Fame. Mm. That's serious. Like old ladies? 310 birds flew headfirst into NASCAR Hall of Fame into their building in Charlotte. Rescuers, there are bird rescuers, they believe they arrived in time to save most of the flock. Yes, that is audio of a bird. That is an owl flying into a window that he didn't see. Uh, Carolina Waterfowl Rescue. That's an emergency elite team of bird rescuers. Carolina Waterfowl Rescue. Yeah, uh, I think my Uncle Doug works for them. They, uh, Waterfowl yeah. sounds like sewer water. 102 of the chimney swifts were only stunned by the impact of flying headfirst into a window, beak first, and uh, they were covered enough to be released. Another 103 are being treated for broken wings, legs, or other fractures, treated at some sort of a Carolina Waterfowl Bird Hospital. How do they have bird insurance? The remaining one, <laughs> the remaining 100-plus birds were either dead on impact on arrival or dead when they arrived at the bird hospital. 
and they had to be euthanized oh with chloroform, my God. chloroform and a Whoa. tiny little uh, maybe a, or a maybe suffocated pillow. with a little hospital pillow. It's difficult too because of that beak. It's got to be one of those really pillow, long pillows <laughs> that fold in the middle. Uh, and by the way, <laughs> sirs, it's very insensitive of you guys to yeah. laugh about birds dying. I get it, dude. If I'm a bird and NASCAR's born me that much, I'll kill myself, too. Uh, should Na is NASCAR under fire for this? Should yes. they be responsible for yeah. fooling and tricking these birds, or are these just the dumbest birds of all time? Make the sport better. Why, why are these birds dive-bombing the NASCAR Hall of Fame? What's in there? <laughs> Get over here, What's Tweety. We're going to go look at the Jeff Gordon car. Is that DuPont number 24? Oh, get on. come on over here. Come on over uh, here, Tweety Bird. We're going to go look at this number so, 17, Matt Kinsel. Here's what they said. Um, Sharp teeth and claws. Officials say it's very unusual for chimney swifts to crash into windows, but they have said they suspect these birds were out past their bedtime, what? possibly because they could not find a suitable chimney in which to roost, <laughs> and the lights inside the NASCAR Hall of Fame shone through, shone through brightly enough, uh, reflected by loud cloud cover, uh, low cloud cover, Attracting and disorienting the birds and leading to collisions. What are they, moths? They just they just chase light? What are we doing here? What do you guys think you of the first buffet? You guys full? Did I'm you guys get everything you needed out of that? I want to go back to that one story where yeah. the kids blocked <laughs> those, off the underpass. Those are the biggest headlines of the day from the world of sport. Coming up next, Dallas Cowboys football inside the numbers. You don't want to miss that. And we gave you a chance to win $1,000 just before noon. So we're certainly not going to do it again right now. No, we would never. Or are we? Yes, we are. We are? Right now you got a chance to win $1,000. Are we? Ooh. The word for this hour is chocolate. Chocolate. Text that word into 72881 for your chance to win $1,000. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right. Thank you, Shippy. It's the Ben and Skin Show, 105.3 The Fan. We're here at Pluckers. Good run on those G-bag flags there. Do we have any left, Big Dong Jeremy? Uh, no, don't come with that a little small. Okay, yeah, Do we have like we got uh, three left. flags, Big Dong Jeremy? Uh, Tiny Dong. So, uh, yeah, we got three left if you're uh, still in the area. There's a lot of people eating here, too. We got a really good lunch crowd out here at the Pluckers in Grapevine. Would love it if you could make it out. Would love it if you could make it out to Faniversary from noon to 4 on October the 26th out at Texas Live. And Tizzle would love it. If you can make it out to Denton tonight from 7 to 9, where are you going to be tonight, Tizzle? I'll be at the Alamo Draft House. I gate day! To 9 p.m. Thank you, Angelo. Um, and uh, Dos Equis, it's a Dos Equis sponsored event, but they're at the Alamo Draft House hanging out. All you got to do is come find me, take a picture with me, and I'll explain how you will have a chance to get the best seats in the house at the UNT game Saturday night. Wow. Oh, so it, it, it is, hold on, it is involved in you taking a picture. That's yes. part of the promotion. Yes. Okay, that's great. I love that. I'd like to hear, before we hear the Hey KT drop again, it sounds like he just burst through the wall like the Kool-Aid man. <laughs> I mean, listen to how aggressive this hello is. Hey, KT! Right? He just came smashing through a wall. It is insane. <laughs> the energy that Cataldi brings to the party. Um, coming up at 1 o'clock, we're going to do it's a Thursday tradition. 
It's KT's Eagles Cowboys Red Band Trailer as we give you the best preview possible for the game coming up on Sunday night. Uh, but before we do that, let's go inside the numbers Cowboys style. What do you have here, Tesla? I've got a couple things that I would like to throw at you guys from a number standpoint. Right. Uh, first one, we'll give a little credit to Tony Thompson. Now, I don't know Tony Thompson personally, but he writes on a Cowboys Wire website. Um, Must be the drummer for Chic, I think. And what he decided to do is pull up Jason Garrett's record against winning teams. Now, here's how winning teams are going to be defined. Teams that had a winning record at the end of the year. Okay. So if that team was 9-7 and seven or better at the end of the year, then they count as a winning team. Okay. okay? Yep. Number one is, in, the, in terms of winning percentage, is Bill Belichick. Mm-hmm. Okay. Number two, Sean McVay, small sample size, 14-10 and 10 against winning teams. Okay. Three, Matt Nagy. Four, the Colts, Frank Reich, Mike Tomlin. Wait, hold on. Yeah. Nagy? Yeah, he's 5-4 and four against winning teams. That's impressive. So, small sample size there. You've got to give the Bears some love there. So, against winning teams, I would think I would want my coach to be hovering 500, right? Yes. Because that's, that's pretty good. We have to go pretty far down the list, guys, to get to Jason Garrett. From 2010 to 2019, against teams that had a winning record at the end of the year, his record is 25-43. and 43. Wow. That is a 37%. Wow. Rate. That is way different than his career winning percentage of 56%. He's uh, behind Ron Rivera. So think about how long Panthers fans have been talking about, like, hey, we'll probably move on from that. And he doesn't have a kick-ass nickname like Riverboat Ron. Um, so <laughs> I, uh, Dan Quinn's record against winning teams, 15-21, and 21, and he's about to get canned in Atlanta. Right. So and he's been to a Super Bowl. Um, it's, it leaves a little bit to be desired there. Now, you could, you could turn that around by getting – Reeling off five wins and you're 30 and 43 against winning teams, you know, you could help yourself out. But uh, that told me a lot. I thought that was a pretty good stat that we found inside the numbers that Jason Garrett's record against teams that have a winning record at the end of the year, typically right in the middle of the league, if not worse. Isn't everybody, I mean, for the most part, I mean, there's so much parity in the league and. Well, I mean, you know, it, the counter the counter to that Ben would be to go without having the stat to go. Wow, that means he's always taking care of business against the weaker sisters, because there's no way you can build up a 56 career winning percentage if you're 30 and 43 against all the teams with winning records. That sure. means that when it comes time to taking care of business, you're absolutely doing it, and that's how you end up winning multiple divisions and right. blah blah blah. Um, I, it's so it's so hard though, right? Like it's hard to pin a win or loss on a quarterback. Yeah. Right, and it's hard to pin it all on a coach, and and I think you have to factor in so many different things that are happening. It's hard just to say, okay, well, these teams had winning records at the end of the season. What was going on at the time right. that they played? When you watch the overall body of work, I mean, I, I'm just – they have not been able to get to the next level. And so you have to ask yourself, have they underachieved? I, th- I think they have. I think I, they've had enough talent to get to the next level, and they haven't done it. I think this year's team has underachieved. I don't think the last three years' teams have underachieved. I think so far we're only six games in, but this team should at worst be four and two. And then you can make an argument that based on what they had as their home schedule, five and one was not inconceivable. I think being three and three at this point, you have to say this is an underachieving team for this season. But I look at the last three years, I don't think any of those teams underachieved. They blew, blew a golden opportunity last year when they got up 7 nothing on the Rams. Game was close. 
I was so wasn't confident a going into traditional, that traditional wasn't yeah. a traditional home field environment right. there in L.A. Um, that was a golden opportunity, and it slipped through your hands. And dude, hey, it was an opportunity against the Packers too. I mean, Man. the Packers that was a terrible team in the playoffs, and you could say, well, why they had a rookie quarterback? They didn't have to. They they chose to have a rookie quarterback. They had a veteran quarterback ready to come back, but they were ready to give that job to him. So that's not an excuse. You could say that's underachieving, you know, not to get past that round. I still think they had that game won, and Garrett fumble farted it away. They did have it won. Feels like it. Um, let's go to splash plays, guys. You guys like splash plays? I do. You guys like splash plays. Explain what a splash play is, because inevitably we'll get several text messages at eight seven seven eight eight one one zero five three on the Auto Flakes leasing fan take, uh, text saying, "What is a splash play?" Splash play could be a lot of things. It could be a sack, uh, an interception, a forced fumble, a fumble recovery, a tackle for a loss. Uh, if you drew a holding penalty, or if you drew an offensive pass interference on defense, so little things like that. Um, a, a third down stop. Uh, it would would constitute a splash play. Your leader in splash plays this year, do you guys want to take a guess? The, There's been 98 of them this year. The leader in uh, the team leader in splash plays? Yes. Um, for the Cowboys? Def- defense? All defense, yeah. Uh, okay, I, I want to say Robert Quinn? I, I want to say this not too. Not Robert Quinn. Keep in mind that uh, also uh, getting held. Getting is held. Splash play. Tackle for loss. Tackle for loss. Um, any big defensive flash play is what it is, basically. Yeah, I bet. Crap. Name I, any defensive. I was gonna play. say. I, well, I'm trying to think about where these plays have happened in my mind, and quite frankly, I think it's going to be something like Malik Collins. It's not Malik Collins. All right. Is it uh, Jalen Smith? It's not Jalen Smith. Jalen Smith is sixth. Good God! Is it Jordan Lewis? No, it's Demarcus Lawrence. Still? Okay. Yeah. Because he's been getting held or tackles for losses? Tackles for losses, things like that. He's good against the run, too, you know? Right. Uh, uh, Leighton Vander Esch second. Robert Quinn third. Okay. Fourth, Jeff Heath and Cheeto. Passes defense would count as a splash play. That shouldn't be considered a splash play. Passes defense? Yeah. Yeah, it should. Nah. It's just a... Uh, just a blocking a ball away. Not going to ball catch down? It. Knocking I mean, a mole down is just as good. I mean, okay, it's a tackle for a loss. I know, but, think, but compare that to a splash play on offense. You're the, taking away a catch. Knocking a ball down is the same thing as picking up seven yards on first down. If I'm down. knocking a ball down, the guy's going to catch it for a 12-yard gain, and I knocked it away, then I've done something. Yeah. I That's say a huge play. I don't I think it's a splash play. Well, you're wrong by the definition of I, splash I play. I understand that. Uh, Cheeto, and then you get Christian Covington, Jalen Smith, Malik, six and a half. Malik's the guy, and Malik's – kind of been okay but he hasn't been what we wanted him to be i think <laughs> that's what i think at least um at least consistently he hasn't been what we want him to be but this takes me to the next inside the numbers topic pro football focus whatever you think about him whatever i like them top 25 pass rushers graded out oh this is like a grade robert quinn is on it he's on the list in the top 10 also, in making the top 25 at number 24 is Malik Collins. From a pass rush standpoint, Malik okay. Collins. Okay. So you need him to probably be better against the run if we're going off their, you know, if we're going off their uh, metrics there. But I thought that was very interesting because they do need a third guy now. Uh, and Tyron Crawford might have been that guy, but Malik Collins needs to be the guy because he was a guy we were raving about coming out of camp. Right. And he's there sometimes. Sometimes he's good, and sometimes he's bad. Uh, 
and it's been kind of frustrating. It's been a big level of inconsistency for a long time. Uh, but to see him on that top 25 list, on guys on the list, Nick Bosa's, the Joey Bosa's, the Khalil Max. I mean, all, Zadarius Smith, all these big pass rushers we've been talking about. And uh, Robert Quinn's on there, and Malik Collins is on there. If both Watts on there? Both. Uh, actually, you know what? JJ is for sure. Hey, JJ. Hey, JJ. Hey, JJ. Um, I don't have TJ on there. If Malik Collins progresses and plays out this year at the exact same rate he's currently playing, what kind of contract does he get in the offseason? Well, mm, is someone, someone going to pay him money? It's interesting that you bring that up because it's such a massive need for the team, and they already have him. Right. So, yeah. if do they overpay him because they can't afford to lose him? I don't. Or think do you so. say, or do you say, you know what? You're here, and it's already a massive need. Do they just move on? Yeah, I think you move on. I think. They but move how on do too. they? Where do they find two tackles? I think it's like the season they brought in Terrell yeah. McLean and um, they'll figure it out. Yeah. They'll just bring guys in. I mean, they're not going to be guys that you like. But find they're, a retread. They're not going to overpay Malik Collins. They'll just go find somebody else's Malik Collins. I'm interested in Sue or Gerald McCoy after the year as well without trading for him. Yeah, those guys are on one-year deals. Last stat and around the Cowboy numbers here, another stat from Marcus Mosier here. Jason Witten's snap count percentage the last four weeks. Week three, 51%. Week four, seventy nine percent. Week five, eighty three percent. Week six, eighty eight percent. Jason Witten has been playing more in these games as we've gone on. Now I think a part of that could be because they got ahead and they were destroying the opponents. So like, why does Witten need to play maybe in the wait, first wait. couple of weeks? But right. well, the other the other part is, don't you need him to be in when you've got two tackles out? Oh and no! You're gonna, I, he's going to stay in. I would assume you'd keep him in to help and chip away and help block more. That's the plan, I think, and I think we'll probably see more Jarwin this week to help. But I think there's other ways you can do that. <laughs> I think there's ways you can do it while spreading everyone out, and you're going to need quick get rid of the ball decisions. I I love I love the idea of Zeke staying in and helping out with blocking. You could still sometimes running out and dump it off to him and things like that. But for a lot of plays next week in the passing game, and Zeke was – I mean, there was a play where Dak's head would have been cut off if Zeke didn't pick up a rusher coming off the right uh, – coming off uh, Brandon Knight. I mean, Zeke hit a guy in the face and saved Dak. Right. But, and, and Zeke's great at that. But use Tony Pollard as well. If you can get Pollard out there into the slot – the point is they're not stretching the field at all, and they need to stretch the field, and it's slowed down. Witten's not going to be able to stretch the field. We know that. But Witten will he's do what safe, he does. He's a safety valve. He will do what he does. Yeah. And with Cobb out, that's, there's room for that. You know, um, I, I would like to see Jarwin. I would like to see Jarwin running down the middle of the field. I'd like to see him get opportunity to make plays. And I would like to see more Tony Pollard because Did, I think if you make the defense account for him as a, pass, uh, as a uh, receiver, and while Zeke can stay in and, and help be a personal protector, You've, you're just helping yourself. Are you saying Cobb is out, like, definitively? No, not at all. Okay. I think he's likely to play. Yeah, I think he is, too. I just thought the way you said that, I thought, do you know something we don't? Oh, no. no. All right, it's the Ben and Skin Show, 105.3 The Fan. We're at the Grapevine Pluckers. Would love it if you came out and joined us for lunch. Coming up next, uh, maybe one of these, uh, if you're one of these people that thinks this is your sports dream, it may have been dashed. However... Is Luca already a top three NBA player? Some of the GMs think so. We'll get into that next on the Ben and Skin Show, 105.3 The Fan. All right, thank you, Shippy Ben and Skin Show, 105.3 The Fan. We are at the Grapevine Pluckers. Would love it 
if you could come on out here and join us for lunch. Have we uh, taxed out the G-Bag flags? All right. Yeah. You got to get here early for those bad boys. There's a good run on them. They are gone, but there's still all kinds of delicious wings available for you here at Pluckers. We'd love to see you. Coming up at 1 o'clock, we'll get you ready for the Cowboys and the Eagles with KT's Red Band Trailer. Always the best way to get ready for the game. And this was a last-minute addition to our schedule today because it came out right before the show started. And that is the GM survey that, survey that always happens in the NBA before the season. Before we get to that, though, a couple of big stories in the NBA that kind of tie into what Mavs fans want, at least, based on what I see getting hit up on Twitter or folks kind of hitting us up on the Autoflex leasing fan text, which are always welcome to do, 877-881-1053. And that is Bradley Beal just signed a massive extension and that was a, a player that a lot of Maverick fans wanted, thought he'd be the perfect complement to Luca and Porzingis. And with the size of the extension that he signed, he's not going to get traded in the next couple of years. There's a trade kicker on it. It's just he's not going to get moved. So you can go ahead and scratch Bradley Beal off any of your wish list plans. It ain't going to happen. And the other guy that is interesting to look at that's currently openly as they go into the season. He's in the locker room pretty much saying he wants out, and that's Buddy Heald. He actually lives in the DFW in the offseason. I just learned that recently. And he wants $110 million. The Kings are offering 90 And so he's acting like he wants out of there. The Kings, they're, I think they're behind the Mavericks. So maybe they don't want to you know, proceed forward with him as a foundation piece. Uh, I haven't I haven't really dialed in, been on what he does defensively. My perception has always been that he's a, eh. But, dude, he can light it up. He's a big-time shooter, big-time scorer. And playing off of Luka, he'd probably have a hell of a lot of open shots. I also, in my memory bank at least, have him hitting a lot of clutch-type shots. So maybe Sacramento eventually caves and gives him what he wants, but – He's someone to keep an eye on, and another guy to keep an eye on is I'd still keep an eye on uh, Jalen with the Celtics. I just saw this recently. Danny Ainge has only given one rookie an extension on his rookie deal. He typically doesn't do that here in the modern era, and Jalen Brown wants a lot of money. Hmm. And you talk when before the season started, we were sitting here talking with Basque. He's like, "What's the one guy you would want?" And it's like I would want a guy that is incredibly versatile defensively that can knock down shots. Jalen Brown at times, especially in the playoffs, has knocked down some big shots. He was also the best player on Team America in that uh, failure they just had over there in China. So would that be would that be the third star? I mean, yes. would that qualify? Yes. Like he's legit the third piece. Maybe a power versatile. Yeah. I mean, dude, you're talking about a guy who was top five pick. Um, he can cover a lot of players. Um, he's also really wickedly smart. Like, he's exceptionally smart. Like, some people are like, eh, he's oddly smart. But that's one of, you know how uh, Ainge does all those brain studies? Yeah. He fit that, that mold, and that's one of the reasons why they took him at three when a lot of people said, ah, oh, that's a reach at three. How do they let the number three pick just go, though? Uh, would, you, would you, if you're running that show, based on where they are right now in their path, you know, growth or whatever, where, what would you do? Uh, if I'm them and I just traded for Kimball Walker, which I didn't understand why they did that, then I keep Jalen Brown. Unless they go, all right, 
we got enough scoring with Tatum and 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 uh, and Kemba. We can't pay because they're going to have to pay max money to to Tatum. He is a looked at least as a as an elite scorer, elite young scorer. So maybe they go. We can't max out our team with Kemba, Tatum, and Brown as our three stars. Yeah. Whereas the Mavericks are going. We got Luke on a rookie contract. <laughs> Bring it on. Bring on the Jalen. And uh, so that, that could be what it's about. But I, I think he would be an exceptional fit here. The flip side of that is I don't know that the Mavericks have what you need to trade to get him. No doubt they'd want first-round picks and things like that, which it's more difficult for the Mavericks to trade those at this point. But I think he'd be an ideal fit alongside Luka and Porzingis. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Luca, KT, how do the NBA GMs view Luca? Oh boy, it, it, really highly skinned, really highly. The question was asked to the GMs. The GM survey came out this morning, and for any NBA or basketball fan or Mavs fan, I think you covet when this comes out. Yeah, it does. <laughs> um, I, I know it's a, a big thing that I wait for every year, and it finally dropped. Let's uh, before we get specifically to Luca, which team will be most improved in 2019-2020? And coming in at second place is the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah, that makes a heck of a lot of sense because what were they, a 31-win team last year, 32? I don't remember off the top of my head. Um, it was low 30s. Games, yeah. yeah, it was low 30s. So I, I think they're a team that's going to be up there with at least 40 wins. So, so that's the most likely to improve? Second most. The Lakers were number one because they got yeah. Anthony oh, Davis. Okay. But then the Mavs. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lakers are going to be so good. If you were starting a franchise today, all 30 GMs. Hold on. Did you guys hear what Danny Green said about so far in the preseason? No. He's never been this wide open in his life. Now, I'm telling I'm you. I'm kind of mad at him still. Uh, I, I understand it. Really, man, he's 31 years old. He, the Lakers offered him about the same as the Mavericks are going to offer him. Let me be mad at the guy. He's going to go play with LeBron in the brow. I ain't mad at him. Let he's going to be on the and, – and look, the Mavs are just a little bit further away. His window is right now. He's yeah. going to get a little bit older when their window becomes more open. It makes sense why he did Lakers what he did. Lakers are better than the Clippers. What? Okay. Really? Well, according to GMs, which team will win the 2020 NBA Finals? Los Angeles Lakers. Third on the list. Really? 11% of the GMs said that. Third on the list. Who'd they say? The Clippers? Also receiving votes were the Warriors and Trailblazers. Number what? two. The Milwaukee Bucks. And number one, the Clippers, huh? The Clippers at 46%. When they took that vote, did the GMs realize that Paul George had surgery on both shoulders? Great question. I don't know about that. I don't know if they didn't have that disclaimer. He had surgery on both shoulders. Well? Just saying. All right. If you were a GM and you were going to start a team and you could sign any player in the NBA, who would it be? Giannis. Coming in at 86%, the Greek freak. (laughs) I don't even think Giannis is 25 yet, is he? In second place with 7%, Anthony Davis. In second place with the other 7%, Luka Doncic. So here's what that means. If you're keeping score at home, there's there's 30 NBA GMs, and they can't vote for their own player in this. 26 said they would start a team with Giannis. Two said they'd start a team with the uh, the Brow, and two said they'd start a team with Luca. Good God! So nice. two guys that are not Donnie Nelson said if they could choose any player in the league to build around, they'd take Luca. Okay, let's. Uh, Very nice. How old is the Greek Freak? So I think the Brow is twenty six or twenty seven, and the Greek Freak is twenty four. Luca's twenty, <laughs> and that's the company that. I'm look. You're sitting there going, "Hey, man, it was only two NBA GMs." 
I mean, I bet Donnie would say the same thing. So, uh, Greek Freak was number one and best international player. Two was the Joker. Three was Luca, best okay. international player. Okay, seven percent there again. Right. Yep. Also, which head coach makes the best in-game adjustments? Um, did they say Brad Stevens? He was second. Coming in again at number one, Rick Carlisle. He's ah, always first in this. Really? Rick, Rick yeah. cleaning up with the nah, He did not score well in the best head coach in terms of managing and motivating people. Right. <laughs> Where did he rank in charm? <laughs> I don't think he was on there. Uh, how did, who number one? Is it Doc for motivating people? Uh, he was second. Okay. Pop, Pop was first. Kerr was third. Okay. Uh, Pop was voted best overall head coach. Uh, also another Mav note. Which active player will make the best head coach someday? Okay. Now, there are four guys. Dorian Finney-Smith. Mike Conley. Okay, fine, right? Chris Paul was second. Like, what? People are going to play with him. No one likes him. Malcolm Brogdon. We heard so many great things about him. For Rondo. He's smart. He's genius. Also receiving votes. J.J. Barea. Jalen Brunson. Oh. Okay, his dad has been on some staffs. Man, I have not gone and looked this up. But if you pull up a Mav roster, they got a lot of people playing for them that have had parents or siblings in the NBA already. Lots of dudes. Tim Hardaway Jr., Jalen Brown, yeah. DeLon Wright. Um, there's more blinking. But anyways, others, who have, others who have done that as well at times. Having the time of, of his life. life. What did Porzingis' dad do? Uh, Carpenter. All right, Sabin and Skin Show, 105.3 The Fan. Thanks for rolling with us. Wait, hold on. Do we know anything about his parents? You don't. Because we know about Luca's well, mom and dad. Well, what are you trying to do? Say they're aliens? No, I'm just asking. Like, what do they do? Why don't you stay out of their business? Do they have, like, some uh, athletic background? I think it is a Latvian tradition to keep your parents in the background. Got a hot mom, you know, anything like that? Sir. I want to know about I mean, the mom. No, he's, t- he's talking about Porzingis. <laughs> he's not asking you, Ben. Yeah, I know. Sir. <laughs> Wait, are you saying that yeah, to me? Yeah, I'm saying Okay, now yeah, I get yeah, it. Yeah. Ma'am. Right. It's the they Ben got Skin that show. beautiful mother. Okay, yes, Jerry. Jerry. Jerry weighing in on the hot Latvian mom. <laughs> All right, coming up next, we do it every Thursday at this time. It is KT's Red Band Trailer. Eagles, Cowboys, the best preview possible next right here on The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 